Welcome to the City Confessions. I'm Marianne Yip, a native New Yorker, and I'm here to discuss all the thoughts that go to the minds of people living in New York City. Since I'm a native who was born and raised in a city that never sleeps, I come across people who are constantly in a rush. I would like to take a moment to sit down and talk about what's on their minds and what keeps them up at night. So sit back and let's dive into these confessions of people I know and people I just met. Hello, you beautiful people. Welcome back to the City Confessions. I am so excited for today's guest. I would love to welcome Yvette Bowden. She is an author based in New York, and she wrote the book, A Journey to Becoming the Best Self. She's also the founder and author of Awakened Woman, which is a platform designed to inspire, empower, and encourage women to live their best life and be unafraid to create the life envisioned. I love that so much. So hi, Yvette. Welcome to the City Confessions. Hi, Marianne. How are you? Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to get into the gist of the conversation. Well, I want to first let people know that you reached out to me and I just love that so much. I feel like it shows your character and that you are definitely a go-getter and of course you're based in New York so I'm not even surprised (laughs) so why yeah why don't we begin by having you introduce yourself to the listeners tell us who you are what you do and what your relationship is with New York City so um, I'm the founder and author of Awakened Woman um, and I'll say AW throughout the conversation because it is a mouthful Um, AW grew out of um, uh, some painful, a painful time in my life. I was with my ex-husband for 10 years and we got divorced. Um, It was very painful. It was, um, it was life-changing and it sort of happened at a time when I was asking myself a lot of questions um, just about myself as a woman, as an individual. Um, I think when we get into relationships, especially, uh, well, a lot of us women, we lose our identities. And I felt that I had lost mine and I started a journey to figure out who I was. And that was separate from being the mother, being the wife, just Yvette, who Yvette was. Um, Anyway, to make a long story short, I, the journey uh, sort of put me in a place that we no longer could be together because the person that I was evolving into was, it was just not a good fit anymore. But I'm really grateful. There's still a lot of love there. There's a good relationship. He's remarried and and I feel blessed because we've been able to co-parent, you know, despite that uh, life-changing moment. So I started AW because I find that so many of us women struggle with the same things, you know, whether it's breakup of divorce or a relationship or struggles with identity and balancing life and dating. I mean, there's so many of our struggles that overlap. So as I, um, as I was going through this process, I started writing, journaling, and that journal became a book. I didn't set out to write a book. It became, the book wrote me, and I always say that. Um, It was something that I needed to do, that I had to do, because I felt 
with, you know, 49, 51% of marriages ending in divorce, I knew I wasn't the only one going through it. And I wanted to share my story to help other women. I love that so much. And I know that we are basically just diving right into it. So I wanted to just appreciate your transparency because that's what this platform is about. I also started this podcast because I had, you know, pain and struggles and a lot of trauma that I was holding on to. And it's a little ironic because I do have a social media presence, but I honestly didn't share it with the world because I'm such a private person. And until I was able, you know, to tap into that and really validate it and honor it and heal from it, that was when I was able to reveal it, right? And it's such a liberating moment to be able to share your story and to share your truth. So I love that you did that. Um, I wanted to ask, did you have any doubt at all, though, in sharing this book and sharing these personal journal entries or did you know when writing it that a hundred percent this needed to be out into the world that's funny wow that's a great question (laughs) um (laughs) i did have some reservations um but i at the end of it i felt that these stories are important to share because i do believe in my heart wholeheartedly that sharing our stories creates connection it helps us heal and it helps learn the lessons. And that's what we're all trying to do. And if I can help another woman and give another woman hope, then it's worth it. Um, I'm, I'm always just very careful, very respectful. I, you know, I realize that I can share my stories, but I cannot share someone else's without their permission. Um, mm-hmm. So that's why when I talk about, you know, what I've been through, It's what I've been through. It is my story. It is not his story. Um, I don't know if that clarifies, um, but I think respect is, was a big part of it. Uh, I knew that if I was able to respect others' privacy, then I could tell my story. That was so powerful. I love that. Did you always knew you wanted to be an author? Did did writing always come naturally? Like what has been your journey with with being a writer (laughs) so it's funny no i absolutely did not set out to be a writer um i wrote a song when i was 14 and i took it to the studio and it was fun and it was cool but it's one of those things you do when you're young and you don't think anything of it um i did journal my entire life um because i find journaling therapeutic it's it's comforting to me and it helps me clear my thoughts. So I did do journaling, but the writing was honestly, I, I, it just, it kind of flowed, like literally the words just started to flow. And, and I felt that the more I wrote, the more I got to know myself. And I loved that process. I can totally relate to that. I also actually wrote a book in during COVID. It's in the publishing stages. Yay! I'm obviously not gonna yeah review much details because I'm teasing it to my audience. But <laughs> no, it's so true because when I was able to write one like you, it just flowed naturally. Like I didn't, you know, knock on wood, didn't really experience writer's block. And then second, I just felt like oh my god, I was like re 
reliving some moments, right? Going down memory lane. And although some of the, I think, encounters were painful, it's also, like you said, such a healing process. So I want to just backtrack a little bit. So were you born and raised in New York? Yes, born and bred in Manhattan. <laughs> oh my God, I love that. I'm a native New Yorker too. So like, it's it's amazing to obviously get to know another New Yorker. Um, it's, it's really funny because, you know, I have left a couple times and I've come back. I, I do believe that at some point, again, I will leave. Um, I don't know. You know, and maybe it's because I, I'm from here, but I feel that New Yorkers have this, like, grit, like this fearless, fearless way of living. Um, I'm not saying it's always sort of, you, you know, you always project it, but you're almost you have an adventurous side. Does mm. that happen to you or? A hundred percent. I always say that New Yorkers, we have such thick skin. Everybody that I meet that isn't a New Yorker, they always are like, they're so surprised by my comfort in being direct and blunt. <laughs> and they're like, I don't know how you can be like that. And I was like, I don't know. I don't know if this is a personality trait or if it's ingrained in me and my New York DNA. Um, but I do agree with being okay with leaving. Like I love traveling. And the reason why I honestly started traveling was when the city got too overwhelming for me. So it is, it, it's like, I don't have a love hate relationship. I definitely have a love love relationship with New York. But oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, I, I really do love New York. It's very magnetic. Um, but, but I, but, yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. But how about now? Like, just having COVID, having the city, to me, the city is so sad right now. All my friends have left. Um, initially, they, you know, they were like, oh, we're going to leave for a bit. And it turned out that they relocated. And it's, it's really, it's, a, it's scary right now. It's just, um, it's a different New York, I guess. No, I agree 100%. And I think in the beginning, especially during the first three months, um, I was, very question I was very much questioning New York in general but I'm all about mindset and perspective and I do go out every now and then you know for walks and experiencing the city and of course it's not the same but it is refreshing to have this like slower pace to the city because as you know being born and raised here this moment is so rare I remember the only moments that were very similar were during the holidays because, again, I don't leave. <laughs> like when it's <laughs> Christmas and Thanksgiving, I'm here because my family's here. So when I would go outside, it would be like a ghost town and it was so weird. But again, it made sense because everybody was boarding planes to go visit their families. So that's the only thing I can you know, compare it to. But it is a little refreshing. I mean, you don't have to wait online for the popular brunch <laughs> spots. Like, there's no tourists in your way. So, I, I mean, I do, I do miss the, you know, the constant energy and hustle. But I don't know. There's beauty in every single moment. And I like again, that perspective, actually. Yeah. Because, I mean, I'm hoping everything will go back to quote-unquote normal. Don't say that word, to- girl. I know. I don't even know what to call it, but <laughs> a new normal, whatever, wherever the world takes us. But what I'm trying to say is that like, in the future, I'm sure we'll look back and say like, oh, that that short amount of time that New York was quote unquote dead or quiet, like 
I don't think we're gonna get back like you know what I'm saying I like that embrace it I like that I like that a lot (laughs) it it gave me a different perspective yeah 100% but don't get me wrong New York is is a little she can be a little you know aggressive sometimes oh girl sometimes (laughs) it's a it's a it's a tall drink of water (laughs) (laughs) for sure speaking of challenges I wanted to ask you I mean you kind of dove into this you know head first but Again, whatever you're comfortable sharing, I just wanted to know, like, throughout your journey right now, as being the founder of AW and being a writer and wherever you're at right now, like, when was that the moment that you were most challenged, like, going through your divorce? I think the most challenging part of, I guess, you're asking of the journey so far. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it had to be um, the episode I had with depression after my divorce. It was, um, it changed, it just changed me. I, I felt lost um, and I felt um, hopeless. And I, it's a, that's a really scary place to be. So I would say coming out of that, because you have to be the one that wants to come out of it. I mean, you can get therapy. You can, you know, your friends can talk to you. Your family can talk to you, but they can't talk. I don't believe they can talk you out of depression. You have to do that. You have to do the work. So I would say that was the most difficult aspect. A hundred percent. I'm always an advocate for therapy and I've been advocating it for years. And I thought I was such a like fraud because I didn't actually enroll myself into therapy until last year. Um, And it just goes to show that, you know, it only helps if you want it. But, you know, I feel like a lot of us, we, we, we express what we go through, but we never really explain how we, you know, evolved and got out of that dark place. Because I'm sure somebody who's listening could be in the same boat as you, you know, they could be suffering, going through depression. And again, I know it's them honoring their healing process and everybody's journey and stories is different but aside from journaling do you have any tips or strategies that when you look back you you can pinpoint and say wow that that really was a turning point or that really helped me um you know just to get out of that place um i would say self-care when we're in relationships or just the, you know, the craziness of life and, you know, women tend to be nurturers. We want to take care of everyone. I think you forget to take care of yourself. And as I started to take care of myself more, whether that was mentally, physically, spiritually, I think that was, that was huge. And for me, it was music. It was working out. It was, um, you know, a day at the spa. I mean, a day to take a nice bubble bath, whatever it was, but taking care of my needs and learning that, um, that my needs were important too. I think that was huge. Hmm. I love that. And you mentioned earlier on that you struggled with your identity, right? When you're, when you were in your marriage and it doesn't even have to be, you know, you personally in a marriage, but I think sometimes just in relationships in general, right? Because there's two, you're entering a, again, a relationship with somebody else. So there, there's a lot that goes into that. 
how did you I guess find yourself afterwards <laughs> I tried so many things you know it was uh, and I'm sure it happens to a lot of us but when you're in a you know when you're coupled um you sort of start you know you date you, you go out on dates with couples you go out on vacations with couples you eat the same things that your partner eats and you watch the same shows and I had to learn I had to figure out who Yvette was and that meant going to the movies by myself, going to restaurants by myself and figuring out what do I really like? Um, it meant trying things that I've never tried before, or I was afraid to try. I sort of dared myself to do different things. And that just helped me. It just helped me explore how far I can go, how much I'm capable of. I loved it. Uh, I loved it. That whole exploratory phase and figuring out who I was, I, I think it's exciting and it's scary because, <laughs> you know, it's you, you sort of, you know, you, you try different things and, you know, you don't know if it's going to, you know, sort of blow up in your face. But even simple things, like I had never taken a trip by myself. And I traveled to Las Vegas, I traveled to Miami, I traveled, um, you know, to different places alone. And it was empowering. All of it was empowering. That actually happened to me too. I was in a, a long term relationship a few years ago. And then when we broke up, I did exactly what you said. Mm -hmm. I basically spent a whole year dating myself. Like I honestly didn't talk to any guys like no texting no flirting i also went on my first solo trip to sweden and oh i'm very i'm very much of an extrovert but even even me being who i am a hundred percent i was still scared <laughs> i was like how am i gonna go to a museum by myself i mean museum i guess is fine but uh eat a by myself. Yeah. yeah but the whole beauty of it is sitting with yourself and being comfortable in your oh, yeah. own you know skin and and silence it's it's very amazing because you think you know yourself you don't know yourself until you travel by yourself <laughs> I, I actually I completely agree with you it's um it just brings out so many different things um I think that was that was huge when it came to um to that process i also really love that when you're traveling you don't have to answer to anybody because even if it's your family or your best friend there's still going to be um differences in terms of like what you want to eat or what time you want to eat <laughs> and it's just so great that i'm like you know what i want to get a croissant right now and i'm going to get it i don't want to you know like i want to eat or i, I don't i want to skip this exhibit in the museum like it's all about you and it's so great and like you said the best way to describe it is empowering yes yeah <laughs> and you know it's it's really interesting because we're creatures creatures of habit and um i'm in a long-term relationship now we've been together close to seven and a half years and i make it a point to have to still have those dates by myself mm, um I love that. I, you know, on Friday nights, I'll go to, well, pre-COVID, <laughs> I'd go to a restaurant and have a glass of wine and have a nice dinner and, you know, just people watch and be with myself, be with my thoughts that I needed that 
or on a Saturday, I'd go to brunch by myself. It's just that time. I feel that it's, it's, it's golden. It's, it's time with me. So I still do that because I, I really, I guess I'm afraid that if I don't, then I'll lose myself again. And like I said, we, you know, we get comfortable and it, it's totally normal to go, go back into that sort of cycle. So I'm, I try to stay aware. That is such a good idea because <laughs> I mean, I, I always feel like I have a lot of energy, but I need to, you know, recharge. Um, so I will have my alone time, but my alone time is more spent at home, like reading or I will go for a walk. But I haven't thought about actually like taking myself to like, dinner or or like breakfast or brunch. And I yeah. feel like that's such a good idea because right now also like who is even judging you? You know, like if you're dining outside, if you choose to um, or any other activities, everybody's kind of in their own little world. Yes. So and and there's another quote, right, that says like nobody really even cares about you as much as you think they do. Like oh, everybody I love is. That. Yes, I have. Everybody is so self-absorbed that it's like they literally can't even tell you like what you're wearing or what you look like because they're so focused on themselves. <laughs> and I was Absolutely. like, you know what? That's so true. Absolutely. So, yeah. And it's funny. People do ask me, like girlfriends ask me, they, you know, how do you sit in a restaurant by yourself? Aren't you intimidated? Aren't you scared? Aren't you worried what people are going to think? I'm like, who cares? I don't even know. You know, it could be a room full of whatever, 50, 75, 100 people, but no one knows me. So what, what do you mm-hmm. care? Um, and if anything sorry I didn't want to cut you off but I just wanted to point out if you're able to do that the confidence you have is insane so those questions aren't even valid right it's like I'm doing this because I I'm so comfortable and so confident in who I am absolutely and you know we have to stay aware of that and even if we're in relationships we have to take that little time out just carve a little time out for yourself Yes. Oh, so good. (laughs) So I wanted to shift gears a little bit and basically ask you in this current moment, what is keeping you up at night? And I just feel like a lot of people, we ask each other, you know, how are you? Or like, what are you up to? Like, whether it's professionally or like personally, but the way we communicate and the questions we ask are much more powerful than the act of checking in with somebody. So that's why I want to take a moment now to just pick your brains and have you self-reflect and tell us, you know, what is stressing you out? Like, do you have any burdens? And it's also okay if you don't. If you're living your best life, that is, you know, to be a, to be celebrated as well. Girl, I want to meet that person. who. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we all have our thoughts. Um, We, you know, it's like you have a little world in your head. Um, Mm -hmm. Honestly, one of the things that I worry about, and I stopped watching news because it's it's overwhelming. Um, But the state of our world, I mean, my daughter just turned 18 a week ago. And, you know, I, I worry about what the world would look like for her you know, in whatever, a decade or the next five years when she graduates college or, you know, I think about those things. I think about the state of the city. Is it, you know, I worry that it's getting worse and it's, 
um, crime is up and it's, you know, it's, well, COVID and I mean, there's so many people out of work. I genuinely worry about those things because whether we want to believe it or not, everything that happens around us affects us, affects our life in some sort of way. Even if it's not directly, it's indirectly, but it does affect us. And those things are scary. Yeah, I mean, I'm not a mom, but I feel like a lot of parents have this, have similar thoughts, right? It's always about, obviously, like the world we live in, it's not even about you, but how your children are experiencing it and how the future will look like for them. Absolutely. So yeah, I haven't thought about that again, because I don't have children. But yeah, but I'm it sure affects, that... But it, you know, even if you don't, like it would still affect you and affect mm-hmm. just the way you live your life. It, it, let's say mm-hmm. New York, let, let's sort of, you know, shrink it down because the world's problems are, it's too much for one conversation. <laughs> but, you know, even living as a New York resident, you, you have to, I mean, I can't imagine you're not worried about what's happening around you. Will we be okay in two, three, four years? Pro- yeah, absolutely. Because, you know, we, we evolve and we always you know, sort of jump back on our feet. But um, I think it'll be a couple years. I mean, it's affecting real estate. It's affecting so many different areas of the city. No, you're absolutely right. I mean, it. The, the, I think the issue or the struggle that I personally have had since the pandemic is that I'm such a planner. Yeah. Like, I love knowing what I'm going to be doing in the next, you know, week, a month, three yeah. months, both professionally and personally. And that has totally been impossible to do. Like, it's like, uh, when people ask me what I'm doing, like, it's like, I'm living, like Today. you said, yeah, day by day. And I don't even commit myself to any plans, even if it's as simple as brunch, because to be quite honest, I can't even tell you what my mood is going to be in two days and I only want to say yes when I'm my best self right like if I'm let's say just in a bad mood or woke up on the wrong side of the bed I don't want to bring that energy to a certain encounter so it's so hard to plan but on the flip side I think there is a benefit to that because we are more present and we are more aware and give weight to how we feel and pre-pandemic I don't know if this is if you can relate to this but I was always on the go and while I did meditate and journal my self-awareness has increased tremendously due to the concept of slow living and being present yes absolutely but you know it's sometimes it's even to a point where it's almost scary because it's like you're you're genuinely living and breathing life it's like there are no distractions right now so you have to feel everything you have Mm -hmm. to think about everything because you have no distractions so it can be a little scary when you're sort of you know in your head with your truths Mm -hmm. because that's what it comes down to staying in that present moment and thinking about the things in your life and everything going on around you is that you have to embrace the truth that are in front of you when we have distractions it's easy to lie to ourselves and distract ourselves so i think it, it can be scary too a hundred percent it's definitely <laughs> a double-edged sword Can't win. <laughs> but speaking of speaking your truths i would love to know 
how do you event define success like what does that look like to you and then following up with success what is happiness these are two terms that i think a lot of us strive for but do we really know what it is like can we really you know pinpoint what that means to us and what our reality of those terminologies are that's so funny um i have not been asked that yet um (laughs) I, you know, when I was younger, I, I say not even when I was younger, pre-COVID, I would, I, I thought of success as, you know, having the nice big house and the nice car and, you know, having all this money in the bank. And today, success looks very different. Success is, you know, as I go through this journey with AW, my successes are giving someone hope changing someone's life, planting a seed, you know, in someone's life that just sort of inspires them to, you know, do better. Um, I don't know, it's, it's, it's very, it's changed. Success has definitely changed. I feel that if I make someone's life or day better with my stories, that's a success all in its own, all on its own. Hmm. That is a perfect segue to my next question, (laughs) which is what's the best compliment you've ever received? Wow. Um... I know it's hard because it's like sometimes, I don't know about you, I used to have a hard time receiving compliments. Like I never, (laughs) I never fully like received it. it. Yeah, with, with open arms. Like sometimes I would, brush it you know brush it away or brush it off or almost question like no there's no way like you know but I think it is important to receive it because it's somebody sending their appreciation for who you are and what you do um so maybe it's it's a little hard to being asked that question but I feel like there's definitely compliments that you've had received and if you just dig a little deeper <laughs> they'll they'll show up um i you know the funny thing is like the compliment that stands out it's not it's definitely not in aesthetics it's not oh you look nice today or something like that it's um can't remember who it was but one of the people i i interviewed um and I got really emotional. Um, she said that my writing was powerful and it, it makes impact. It makes an impact. And that to me is the biggest compliment I can ever get because when I write, anything I write has a piece of me. Mm-hmm. And knowing that someone who's reading feels that power, that's a, that's the biggest compliment I can ever get because you're feeling um, my writing. Mm-hmm. So as I, a writer, yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, I was just going to add that as a writer myself, I 100% agree because writing is a form of vulnerability, right? You oh. are it, not only are you tapping into that so as a solo person when you are in your comfort zone, wherever that may be, to just jot that down. But choosing to share that 
with one other person, let alone the world, that is so scary. (laughs) No, but girl, I feel you because it is hard. And and a part of you doesn't know how it's going to be well received. So if you can impact just one person for them to be like, Ooh, I felt that. Yeah. Like that is like done deal. Like, thank you. Mic drop. (laughs) (laughs) My work is done. (laughs) I love that. So yes, I am aligned with you in that aspect. So this podcast is called the city confessions and you have listened to my other episodes. So I already feel like, you know what I'm going to ask next, but (laughs) basically I would love for you to share a city confession with me and my lovely listeners. And the reason why I do this is, you know, speaking back to what I was talking about before, just to like normalize our pain and struggles and just to connect us all with our insecurities and confessions. But this confession that you share can be, uh, you know, deep, even though I feel like you've you've been an open book and I really appreciate that. Or it can be something light and surface level. But if you were to share a confession, what would that be, Yvette? Oh, that's probably the hardest (laughs) question I've ever gotten. Oh my gosh. Um, A confession. Hmm. I know it's hard. I feel like some of the questions that I ask to maybe get your, you know, your brain thinking is like what are some misconceptions you think people have of you or what is one thing you wish people knew about you um or what is one thing like a fun fact a random fact it can be anything that is just not apparent when people you know meet you or look at you or interact with you man this is a tough one (laughs) Um, I don't know if I'm cheating here, but because it's New York City Confessions, there is something that I want to share. And at the same time, I feel like, I don't know, New Yorkers could come down on me for this. Um, I don't know. I guess I want to share my love, hate. It's funny because you said you have a love, love relationship with New York. Today. Um, (laughs) And I... You know, like, I just feel I have this love-hate relationship with New York. Um, Right now, I'm, let's just say I'm having a very strong dislike for the city. Um, It's just, uh, I don't know, it just feels um, like a place that's kind of, it feels abandoned, it feels dark. Um, I feel so bad because I feel like I'm betraying New York by saying this, but I, um, I don't know. I have this feeling like I literally want to run away from it. Um, I think right now that's, that would be a confession that I don't, obviously I don't go around saying, um, it's totally normal. Like, I mean, I... I feel am... so bad. I'm like, oh my God, I'm on a New York City Confessions podcast and I'm like bad-mouthing New York, but... Well, I... you got to think about this. If <laughs> I had all my guests, right, who either are currently living in New York City or are the rare unicorns of being a native New Yorker, and they were all like, oh my God, I love this city. <laughs> like, this city is just so great. It's like, what kind of 
I I love the fact that it's super raw and again diverse. Like I would not want people to have the same exact you know mindsets and experiences. That's the whole point. Like you have your own experience, and it's valid. There's no such thing as oh you don't like New York. Like why are you on? The I know, I like, know. I'm <laughs> like oh my god, I'm saying this, and you know what what kind of no. messages am I gonna get? But. Uh, <laughs> And, you know, maybe in a week or a month or who knows, I'll like it again. But right now, I just want to take my stuff, pack it up and go. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I want to give a little bit more love to New York. So if you can actually thank New York City for Uh something... Oh, see, that was, (laughs) I'm loving you right now. Thank you. Um, Yes. one of the reasons, or probably the biggest reasons, I absolutely love New York, um, and it's where my heart is. It's because it's part. Uh, it's it's ingrained in, like you said, in my DNA. It's part. It's made me who I am. I, you know, I am. Um, I am polished. I am educated. I am um, all these amazing things. But I'm also a fighter. Uh, a warrior and I believe I can go anywhere and thrive because of where I come from so yeah it's it's given me a lot it's given me a lot oh yes it's so 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 good (laughs) oh it's such a good good connection to have like like I don't think anybody like if you're not a native New Yorker like or a New Yorker (laughs) It's so hard to explain the connection you have with another New Yorker. Like, it's just so natural. And it's like, you just get each other. So I love yeah. that. <laughs> you know, it's it's really funny because I lived in Las Vegas for a year. It was one, I don't know, one of those crazy years. And <laughs> I, I remember I, I took a job there. And one of the complaints, and I am very soft, well, you know, sort of soft-spoken, um, and I remember someone saying, you're so aggressive. And I asked her, why do you feel that I'm aggressive? And she said, well, you're just kind of, you know, you're always jumping to do everything and you want to like get things done. And, you know, you're always so efficient. I'm like, what? That's a good thing. She says, well, that's a little aggressive for, you know, Las Vegas. So I'm like, okay. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's insane. Like, so, you know, and I wouldn't have it any other way. I wouldn't change who I am. Um, I'm actually proud of that because when I want something and I believe, I believe in the impossible, um, I'll go after it with tooth and nail. And I, I don't think I'd be that way if I wasn't raised here. I mean, I'm sure there are other people around the world who, who are like that, but it's just a grit about you um, that it's hard to find anywhere else, I think. A hundred percent. I mean, it, again, we always talk about the the pros and cons. I feel of like course. sometimes when I travel, because I'm so, you know, used to the fast movement, especially, let me know if you've experienced this, like something as simple as, you know, ordering like a coffee. <laughs> it definitely takes a little longer. Oh I'm like, um, wait, I have a funny, <laughs> I have a funny story for you. So yes. my, my daughter just came back from Florida and it, it's, and I'm only saying this story because you just said that. And she went to Starbucks and she is waiting for her coffee. She texts me. She's like, I don't understand. Why is it taking so long for 
you know, people to get me my coffee. I'm like, you're in Florida. You might want to chill a little <laughs> bit. So it's it's just really funny. We just were at a different pace. We we just function at a different velocity. Mm -hmm. Nope, that is so, so, so true. So I just want to take a moment right now to send you my appreciation and gratitude for your amazing energy, your contagious positivity, and just showing up, right? And just saying yes, and making this, this beautiful interaction and conversation happen. I love people who are not only, you know, putting themselves out there, but again, following up. So I love that you reached out to me and you know me, I was like, yes, let's get it in the books. And again, there was definitely a little bit of scheduling conflicts, but that's life. But look at us now recording this. And I know that this is such a good episode and I hope that it resonated with, you know, at least one listener. And if they got anything out of it, um, that's all that I can really ask for. So I just, and just want And just remember, I love New York. I really do. <laughs> <laughs> Yvette loves New York, guys. <laughs> But um, yeah, and now it's a time for you to plug away. So what are you currently working on? I will leave your like social links below. But okay. if you want to just share, you know, where can people find you? Um, how can they connect with you? Feel free to plug away. Absolutely. Um, I'm on Instagram as Woman Awakened and Twitter as well as Woman Awakened. So people can uh, connect with me there. And uh, my website is awakened-woman.com. And there are close to 500 stories on that website about everything women and I don't leave anything out trust me um so it's a good place to kind of just you know go and you know read short stories and these are all six seven minute stories and articles um to empower and inspire and just encourage you to live your best life so I, I hope people do check it out and my book is at Barnes and Noble and Amazon, A Journey to Becoming the Best Self. So hopefully I'll hear from a lot of the listeners uh, with questions or comments or, um, you know, just whatever. Yes, I'm going to get your book too. <laughs> Thank you. And then as we close this out, because I'm all about positivity, what is the one thing you love most about yourself, Yvette? Ooh my honesty mm. it's good and bad <laughs> yeah mm. yep as a new yorker i feel you on that but i guess like, professionally so it has been maybe like your superpower empathy mm. i love that too empathy and honesty it, it's like a pair made in heaven girl it's so. also a curse <laughs> That too, but you know me, I'm trying to look at it from a good, a good lens. I love that. No, I love it too. Um, no, it was so lovely speaking with you. And again, I really just love the synergy. And even when you messaged me, you were like, we are aligned. And I was like, girl, I don't know you, but I agree. Absolutely. And when all this is over, we'll get together for like a glass of wine and just like, you know, share some New York stories. For sure. And you can um, tell me all about your book. Uh, I know. <laughs> Off air, girl. <laughs> all right. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. And again, I will leave all of Yvette's information in the description. So be sure to click the show notes. 
And I hope you guys are doing well. Stay safe and stay tuned for next week's episode. All right. Bye. Bye.